from the studios of Adventist World Radio in Pune. Hello and a very warm welcome to our international English service. In our program today, we bring inspiring music, an interesting nature study. With more music coming in, we shall end our program with a message from God's Word. This is your host Sharath and I am Maureen and you are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Let's begin our program with a song. Love 
And I believe thy word Oh my Lord I'm coming home I need your cleansing blood I know so now I'm coming back home, Lord, wash me whiter, I want to be whiter than snow, oh Lord, I'm coming back home. are listening to Adventist World Radio the voice of hope from Pune India and now here's a nature study dear listener today we are going to talk about making melody do you see why bees hum it's because they can't remember the words ironically that old joke reminds me of a serious story i read about a man awaiting heart bypass surgery He was aware that people died during surgery as he thought about all that could go wrong he felt very much alone then a nurse walked into his room to take him to surgery as the young man began to push his gurney along the corridor the patient heard him humming an old hymn be thou my vision it prompted his memories of lush green fields and the ancient stone ruins of Ireland the land of his birth the hymn flooded his soul like a fresh breath of home when the nurse finished with that song he hummed horatio spafford's hymn it is well with my soul when they stopped outside the surgical suite 
The man thanked him for the hymns. God has used you this day, he said, to remove my fears and restore my soul. How so? The nurse asked in surprise. Your hums brought God to me, the man replied. The Lord has done great things for us. Psalms 126.3 He has filled our heart with song. He may even use our hums to restore someone's soul. Praise flows freely from the choir of the redeemed. Thank you for the nature study. We are sure our listeners enjoyed it. To learn more on nature, keep listening to Adventist World Radio. We will be studying different objects of nature because there is a simplicity and purity in these lessons direct from nature that makes them of the highest value. The children and youth, all classes of students, need the lessons to be derived from this source. In itself, the beauty of nature leads the soul away from sin and worldly attractions and toward purity, peace and God. Dear friend, death, struggle, pain and violence were not part of God's original creation. Let's discover what was the world like when God created it. To know more on God's word, you could also write to us. Here's our mailing address. Adventist World Radio Postbox number 17 Pune 411001 Maharashtra, India. You could also email us on Adventist Media Center at gmail.com. You may also follow our programs on our website awr.org slash English program. Before you hear God's word, here's another song. Sweet aroma fill my life. Rose of Sharon, show me how to grow in beauty in God's sight. of ten thousand make me a reflection of your Take what's wrong and make it 
shine down on me. Let your love shine through me. It's dying, wounded by the master of deceit. Groping in the darkness, haunted by the years of past defeat. Then I see you standing near me, shining with compassion in your eyes. Oh, in your eyes. Oh, day stars shine down on me. Let your love shine through me in the To be a witness, you can take what's wrong and make it right. Oh, day star shine down on me. Let your love shine through me. Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101. Introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot with Mike Tucker. I'm Elizabeth Talbot. And I'm Mike Tucker. So, Mike, we're talking about you carrying a passport. I assume you carry it because here in the United States, people from Texas need passports? Yeah, it's called a jar of salsa. I mean, <laughs> it's what gets us back into home. Tell, tell uh, us about your passport story. I was in Russia and went there to preach. But when I got there to the city where I was staying, I was informed that I had to surrender my passport to the local police. Hmm. Now, they were not going to keep it indefinitely, but they were going to keep it to run a background check on me and make sure I, I had the right to be wow. there. And, uh, and of course, also to 
register my passport. But I tell you, you know, I grew up during the Cold War where there was a lot of distrust between the United States and the USSR. Mm. And we expected all to be blown up by them, you know, or, mm. or us blowing them up. And that's how you grew up in the 50s and 60s. And now to be in Russia and to have the police say, we want your passport, left me feeling a bit vulnerable, to say the least, because I wanted to go home and that passport was my ticket. Yes, you know, it's very interesting. You know, we both travel a lot and you know, we always have to take our passports with us. And when we come home, um, the access to the United States mm-hmm. is with our passports. You know, and we, we come in and, and the office says, welcome home. And you get this warm feeling that, that you have come back. And actually, the passport is your ticket to enter other nations as well. It's your access. That's right. It is your places. access into and out of and uh, away from home and back to home. And so the passport becomes very, very important. You know, today we're going to talk about a story that is actually one of my favorite stories in the book of Acts. It's, it's of, of a man that had never been able to access a particular part of the temple. Mm-hmm. And actually, he is told, uh, the story is told of, of a lame beggar. So here you have, this is who he is. We don't even know much about this man. It's just that. Well, then, you know, he was he was lame, and that meant that he was not allowed into to the temple. I mean, people who were lame or had a, a, an obvious defect yeah, of this Yeah, if you nature, were paralytic or if you couldn't walk. Could or, not go into the temple because you were you were somehow defective. And this particular story starts at the temple because you know at the at the beginning, um, Jews and Christians were not two different religions. No, in fact, Christianity was really considered to be a sect of Judaism. Yes, those that thought that the Messiah had actually come. And so they kept going to the temple. It's not that they didn't go to the Jewish temple. And here we have Peter and John going to the temple at the ninth hour, which is the hour of prayer and of the evening sacrifice. Mm -hmm. This is the time, actually, that Jesus died on Passover Friday. And this man is there on verse 2 that we have been talking about. says, And a man who had been lame from his mother's womb was being carried along, whom they used to set down every day at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, in order to beg alms of those who were entering the temple. Now, we're given a very specific uh, piece of information here, is that he had been lame from his mother's womb. Which means he had never been in the temple. Never inside. Never no. inside. Only in the court of the Gentiles he could be there right. and he would beg there. But this man had never had the passport per mm-hmm. se to access this other part of the temple. And he's begging not knowing that that day was D-Day. Yeah, that he, that's the day he's going to get his passport. And, and in more ways than one, actually. Absolutely. Verse 3, when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began asking to receive alms. But Peter, along with John, fixed his gaze on him and said, look at us. And he began to give uh, give them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, walk. And seizing him <laughs> by the right hand, he raised him up, and immediately his feet and ankles were strengthened. Now, we understand that the miracle is done in Jesus' name because yes. this actually becomes an inclusion. An inclusion is a sandwich in a story, is a narrative sandwich, something that starts and ends in the same way. And Peter's sermon will end in the same way, saying there's no other way to be saved than through Jesus' name. But here, the miracle actually happens in Jesus' name, and he gets up. 
and is on his feet. But then we're told something very interesting on verse 8. With a leap, he stood upright and began to walk. And look what he did, first of all. And he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. His first time in the temple. And yeah. it's because he's got the passport now. His legs are working. And so he's screaming like crazy and he's rejoicing as he goes into the temple. Yeah, this this uh, story is actually charged um, with uh, physical geography plus also theological doctrine because mm-hmm. this man gets the passage into the presence of God physically because he's no longer lame, but also spiritually because that's going to be the content of Peter's uh, sermon that comes after this. That is in the name of Jesus Christ, you are saved. It is because of that name that you and I can dance into the presence of, of God. We can jump up and down and leap and rejoice because our passport is Jesus Christ. You know, this is actually a doctrine throughout the New Testament that when Jesus died, presence of God was now accessible to us who believed in him. Actually, um, we don't have this in this story, but I want to tell you about the book of Hebrews that says the same thing, Hebrews chapter 10, mm-hmm. that uh, the author is trying to tell us that we should live in the full assurance that we now have access. Uh, chapter 10, verse 19, Therefore, brethren, since we have confidence to enter the holy place, he's entering, uh, using the temple language again, enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way which he inaugurated for us through the veil that is his flesh. So it says, go in full assurance of faith to Mm -hmm. the presence of God, because if you believe in Jesus Christ, he's your passport. Those who say that Jesus was a a good teacher and that that's what the Bible teaches, that he was a good prophet, really don't understand what this is saying. Mm. In order for him to be our passport, he's got to be God in the flesh. Mm. He This must be God who has come for us, made the sacrifice so that we can have entrance before the Father. No no created being could do that for us. No Absolutely. And this is the point that Peter is going to make um, in his sermons. It, remember we told you that all these sermons are present in the book of Acts that show the whole redemptive history, showing how all the law, the prophets, and the Psalms were actually pointing to Jesus. And in chapter 4, they actually get arrested because, you know, this man is a witness now mm-hmm. of the power that is in them. And they get arrested. Uh, Peter and John get arrested. And and uh, the lame uh, beggar is now the witness of, <laughs> of what's happening. And Peter um, tells them on verse 11 of chapter 4, A prophecy that was in the Psalms. Yeah, Psalms 118 is where we find this prophecy. We're going to read it right now from Acts chapter 4, verse 11. He is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders, uh, by you the builders, but which became the chief cornerstone. Now, this is in verse 22 of Psalm 18, that actually Jesus spoke of himself in those terms. You can find it in in the book of Mark, chapter 12, verse Mm -hmm. 10 and 11, in the parable of the beloved son. He said, I am the chief cornerstone. You guys rejected me, but now I'm the main stone. And so, following that prophecy, then Peter explains what we've been trying to say on verse 12. In verse 12 it says, and there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. Now, this was, uh, to the Jewish ears, almost blasphemous. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, it was blasphemous. But uh, but this is the doctrine. This is the cornerstone doctrine of Christianity, and that is Jesus Christ is God in the flesh who has come to give us access to the Father. He has reconciled us to the Father. Now, I'm going to do something, Mike, that I don't usually do. I'm going to ask you a question Uh-oh. that we have not discussed before the broadcast. Uh-oh. Does this mean that no one that is that is not 
Christian that mm. has not believed in the name of Jesus Christ that will be saved. I mean, could there be Muslims saved or could there be any other? You know, there are people who teach otherwise, but my belief is this, that, that there will be people from a variety of religions who are saved, but unbeknownst to them, they will be saved by the power of one name, and that is Jesus Christ. And they will discover that when, when they gain access before the Father who says, oh, by the way, here's the passport that got you here, and you you didn't even know it, but anyone who goes there, I believe, will be there by the power and by the name of Jesus Christ. I am so glad you answered like that because, you know, <laughs> I believe exactly the same thing. I am not one of those people that says, if you uh, have never heard of Jesus Christ, I'm sorry, you're doomed. Yeah, you're out. I believe that the power of Jesus Christ is so great to save that a lot of people acting according to the faith that they have and the light mm-hmm. that they have. Uh, actually, I think there is biblical backgrounds for this because there is a verse in the Old Testament where um, Jesus is represented as being asked in heaven, what happened to your hands? Mm-hmm. You know, h- how would people that are in the kingdom would be able to ask that if they have heard of Jesus Christ. That's what right. happened to your hands? They're already there and they're asking Jesus. And Jesus says, I got these in, in the house of my friends. You yeah. know, I, I got hurt there. And they, they don't even understand and they're still there. And there they will begin to understand why it is that they got there because they will be asking that question. They'll see the nail prints and Jesus himself will tell them salvation sweet story. This is how you got here. Hmm. It, it was because of me. I loved you before, before you knew me. I loved you and I died for you. This is why. Why you're here. Like Welcome the prophet <laughs> says, uh, he has you engraved in the palm of your hands. Yeah. yeah, what a beautiful promise that is. God God asks us, you know, can a mother forget her baby? Mm. Well, Even if e- she could. Even if she could, I'll not forget, forget uh. you. I've engraved your name on the palms of my hand. Mm. It's written there. It's even better than a tattoo. Yeah. You cannot get it out of his hands. That's how much he cares for you. Well, friend, you have been blessed enough to have heard from us, and I'm sure from other people, the blessed news that Jesus Christ and his sacrifice is the passport to your salvation. You have access to the kingdom of heaven because he died for you, and he's coming very soon to get you. That name, the name Jesus Christ, is indeed your passport. And that is the name that will get you there. You trust in Jesus Christ. You claim him as your Lord and your Savior. And then one day you're going to walk through those gates and you've got one passport. That passport is the name you believe in. Jesus Christ. He's your passport. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. We want to thank Voice of Prophecy for their generosity in sharing these biblical studies with Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101institute.org. That's Jesus101institute.org. Until next time, live free. The Holy Scriptures says, Your world is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. Psalms 119 verse 105 Indeed, my dear listener, what a treasure we have in God's Word. The Holy Bible is relevant to today's issues and gives solid guidance for daily living. With this, we have almost come to the end of our program. To learn more on God's Word, We would love to receive your letters on Adventist World Radio, Post Box Number 17, Pune 411001, Maharashtra, India. 
You could also email us on Adventist Media Center at gmail.com. We invite you to follow our programs also on our website. That's awr.org slash English program. This is your host Sharad. And I'm Maureen signing off from Adventist World Radio. Do join us again along with your family and friends. Until we meet again via radio, we wish you goodbye. And God bless you.